Simon & Schuster Audio presents Barnstormers, Tales of the Travel in Nine, Game One by Phil Bildner and Lauren Long Read by Josh Hamilton Prologue, Overlooking a Field in Cincinnati Griffith cradled the baseball in the palm of his hand and slowly ran his finger over its loosened stitching. The ball was worn and tattered, and Griffith wondered what still held it together. One thing was certain. It didn't look like the balls the players were warming up with down on the field. But Griffith knew this baseball. During the war, his father had carried it with him wherever he went. Now, standing beneath the great oak on the hill beyond the right garden foul line, or right field. The outfield was once known as the garden, so left field was referred to as left garden, and center field was called center garden. Griffith held the baseball low so that the players couldn't see it. Only his brother and sister next to him could. The baseball was theirs, and theirs alone. No one else needed to know they had it. You ready? Griffith asked his sister. Ruby nodded and wiped her brow. There wasn't a breeze to be found on that steamy and still August afternoon. The tree's long arms shaded and protected them from the blazing sunshine, yet some of the rays still filtered through and glistened in Ruby's auburn hair. She stole a look over her shoulder. Professor Lance was playing first base. Tails was readying at second sack, or base, or bag, as in first sack or third bag. And Woody was standing in right garden. None of the players had the least idea what the children were up to. She looked back at her older brother. He smiled, and when he did, Ruby noticed a touch of something in his face. She couldn't say for sure what it was, but she had been seeing that look more and more lately. She placed her hand gently on top of the ball. Her fingers wove into her brother's, and she slid her pinky over the odd acorn-sized hole that had tunneled a path nearly all the way through. Graham quickly placed his hand over his brothers and sisters. Like this? he asked. Make sure your fingertips are on the ball, Griffith instructed. This ritual wasn't something Griffith, Ruby, and Graham had ever agreed on. It was something they had just started doing. At the start of each baseball game, they would all hold the baseball. It was a showing of togetherness, a reminder that they were still a family, even though their father was no longer with them. It felt right. Together, the three Payne children looked out of the field and the band of baseball players they had come to know so well. Now what? Graham asked in a voice barely above a whisper. Now? Ruby answered. Now I guess we watch and wait. One. The Piggy Town Showdown. Two days earlier. Graham had fire in his eyes. He stood toe-to-toe -to -toe with the older boy, and no matter how hard Ruby tugged at him, he pulled away, refusing to back down. You think you can beat the traveling nine? Graham pointed at the boy's chest. You don't know what you're talking about. The older boy waved the flyer back in Graham's face. You don't know what you're talking about, pipsqueak. Graham clenched his fists. The traveling nine can beat any team from your piggy town. Piggy Town, the boy laughed. Try Porkopolis, small fry. That's what we in Cincinnati call our city. Porkopolis, the pork-packing capital of the world. Piggy Town, Graham repeated louder. 
No piggy town team can beat the traveling nine. Ruby grabbed at her little brother again, afraid that he would try to tackle the other boy right into the Ohio River. Let me tell you something else, the older boy towered over Graham. When it comes to baseball, we were first. We had the first pro team in the whole country. We here in Cincinnati take our baseball very seriously. So, who cares? Graham fired back. Listen, Runt, you really think a team of Cincinnati ballists is going to lose to some traveling sideshow band of barnstormers? Ballists are players, and barnstormers are a team that tours an area playing exhibition games for money-making entertainment. That was the final straw. Graham lunged at the older boy and shoved him in the gut. The older boy winced and doubled over, but only for a brief moment and for not...